If you have a Bible, would you just pick it up from your chair? We're going to stand for the reading of the word. Yes. Open up to the book of Proverbs, the book of wisdom. A little bit of wisdom. Yeah, get your sword. Proverbs 28. If you have a Bible, if you don't and you want one right after service, we'd love to bless you with the Bible down here at the altar. Maybe you're a new believer. Maybe you just got saved or maybe you haven't got saved, but you're going to get saved today after service. We want to bless you with the Bible. Proverbs 28 verse 1 says, The wicked run away when no one is chasing them, but the righteous, everybody say the righteous, the righteous are as bold as lions. The righteous are as bold as lions. The godly, the godly, those who fear the Lord, those who've been washed by the blood of Jesus are as bold as lions. Do we have any lions in the house? Come on. You're going to hear me roar. <laughs> well, this morning, I want you to uh, say this with me. Before you do, I want to remind you how blessed we are to be part of this family, this church body. Turn to the person next to you. You're looking good, friend. Yes. This is a great church. We live in a great city. We have an awesome river, the Arkansas River. We got an awesome mountain, the Turkey Mountains. But you know, best of all is we got, we got a great church family to be part of. And if, if it is your first time, you don't have a church family, I encourage you, stick with this family. They love you. They will love you. Even, even through the fire, even when you're walking on the wire, this church is brave, and they love bravely. And um, this morning, I want to invite you to say this confession with me. Say, I'm here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me, and I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. Do you believe it? Let's pray. God, we love you. We thank you, Lord, that the best days are in front of us. Lord, we thank you that even though the world might get dark, your church shines bright. And God, we thank you, Lord, that you're igniting in us that fire, that passion, that, that grace, God, to run our race, Lord. Holy Spirit, we thank you. You've been moving in this service and continue to move. God, we thank you, Lord, that you're empowering us today to be who you've called us to be. Let us leave today refreshed, encouraged, challenged, and renewed, God, to do the things you've called us to do this week. And, Lord, to put you first, to seek you first in every area of our life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give a neighbor a high five or a hug. If you're married, tell your spouse they're looking good. Score some brownie points. I want to invite my friend Brett up right now because we've been doing these card pass outs and you know, we've got these cards that are going to be out at the kiosk, and, and I'm going to ask our ushers right after service if you can stand at the doors and pass these cards out to people that want them. Only take a card if you plan to pass it out. But John was talking about how these cards make a difference. And my friend Brett is someone who was impacted by a card from this church. Now, you might think, well, people don't go to church because of a, a little business card. They go to church because of relationships or because they live close to that place, and that's why they go but oftentimes, a card can make a difference. I'm carrying this one card right here. And on the front, it says, come to Victory. Join us uh, at these service times. But on the back, it says, you have a purpose. You matter. God's plan for your life is good. He's come to give you hope and a future. And you know, these cards can encourage someone to make a difference. Brett, you were impacted by a card. Tell them about your story and why you're here. Okay, so I moved to Tulsa. 
in 2008 to attend Spartan. And I had gotten a job. I had been searching for a couple of months for a church. And in going to different churches, I was like, well, some of these aren't really for me. They're not a whole lot of young people. There's just not what I was looking for, and I wasn't being fed the way that I wanted to be. So for two months, I was looking, and I had requested Sundays and Wednesdays off from work so that I could attend a church somewhere while looking. So while I was walking home from school one day, I was walking through the breezeway of my apartment, looking at the ground. I was a broke college kid looking for money. <laughs> so um, as I was walking, I see this card on the ground, and it's a little black business card. I think, well, somebody dropped this. I'll pick it up and dispose of it. So I look at the card, and it says 3D Young Adults Service. And I was like, okay, this might be something to look into. And I looked at the, the back side of the card, and it said meets Tuesdays at 8 o'clock. It's like, okay, I asked for Wednesdays off. How's this going to work, Lord? So I went to my boss boldly, bravely, and <laughs> I asked him. So I know I asked for Wednesdays off. Can I have Tuesday nights off to go to this church? And without missing a beat, he said, sure, I'll give it to you. I'll go change it on schedule right now. So as of that day, I've been attending Victory ever since, and that was in 2008, so it's been six years. And he didn't mention this, but he met his wife at Victory. Where are you at, Susan? Susan, stand up. There his wife is. You never know whose destiny might be affected by that card you pass out. Brett has gotten married. He's gotten planted here in the church. He's been part of the vision here serving. And him and, and Susan have been married now for how long? Over a year? Just over a year, across their year anniversary. I got to help be part of their wedding. But, you know, I think about how when you pass out these cards, you're changing someone's destiny. You're interrupting maybe the, the plan that the devil had for their life, and you're giving them the plan that God has for their life. And it's changing the course of their life. Brett's changed because of that. And you never know whose wife or whose husband might be here waiting for that person that you need to invite to get here. So someone else's destiny is connected to that card. Everybody say, you never know. Okay, so when I think about this whole idea of we are brave, I go back to this game we used to play as kids called Truth or Dare. It's good to have you back, Sky. Glad you're back in town for, for church. Uh, he's been out of town for a while. I just saw him. But, you know, I think about this game, Truth or Dare. Everybody say, Truth or Dare. Anybody ever used to play that game as a kid? You know, when, when you play Truth or Dare, if you choose truth, you have to say something that's kind of daring. You have to say something that maybe no one else knows or it's embarrassing or uh, share a secret, maybe who you had a crush on in middle school. If you choose dare, then you have to do something pretty daring. And, and I remember this one dare that changed my life forever. I was on my senior missions trip, and we had been ministering all week long. We were in Dominican Republic, and... Um, you know, we were laying hands on the sick. People were getting healed. I'm thankful for a church that believes that miracles still happen today. And people were getting healed through us, you know, punk teenagers that had gotten saved or that, you know, just needed Jesus ourselves. Jesus can use anybody to, to, to uh, move miraculously through. All you got to do is be brave. So we were out there, and we were being brave, we were praying for people, and my parents were doing these crusades at nighttime, preaching, and we would come and do dramas and then pray for people at the altar calls, and I remember the last day of the trip, and I had a crush on this girl named Ashley, and uh, 
I remember we weren't dating at the time. We weren't even talking. In fact, she was talking to another guy. The only problem was the other guy wasn't on the missions trip. That's why you need to go on missions trips. Don't miss your destiny. But my friends, they dared me. They were on the bus. They're like, you know, we were in the back, and a couple of guys, they're like, Paul, it's your last chance. You need to ask Ashley to go to prom with you. Now, prom was a big deal to us. We, you know, we had been thinking about prom ever since we were little. We were like, all right, we're gonna, who are you going to go to prom with? Like in sixth grade, we had already kind of made up our, our minds there. They said, you need to ask her to prom because if you don't, that guy's going to ask her the night she gets back. We all knew that this guy was going to ask her when he was picking her up from the airport. And so they said, this is your last chance. It's the last day of the missions trip. And that day we were going out to minister. Actually, we, we had finished our ministry. We were going to spend a few free hours out on the beach that day. And so we were going out to the beach in Dominican Republic. And when we got there, there was this cliff where the locals and natives were jumping off into the ocean. And, you know, when I took personality tests, I always scored high on adventure, on bravery, on, on sometimes it was stupidity. But, you know, I, I wanted to just be brave and be daring. And so... I said, hey, guys, let's go to the cliff. Let's, you know, the, the locals are jumping off. It was about a 15-foot cliff jump into the water. It was safe. No worries. And so we watched them jump into it. And I said, Ashley, you should come with us. She said, okay. You know, she usually didn't come hang with the crew that I was with. But she said, yeah, I'll come. So she was walking. We were talking about the missions trip, you know, how God had impacted our lives. When we got to the edge of the cliff, I said, Ashley, will you stand up here? I love this girl. We've been married five years this next two weeks. But I said, Ashley, can I have your hand? And this was a big deal because, you know, we, we weren't together. So for me to ask for her hand, she was like, what is he about to do? And I said, Ashley Hope, will you go to prom with me? And I said, hold that thought. Let's jump. So we jumped into the ocean. <laughs> and when we came up from the water, I said, what do you think? Are you willing to take a risk? And she said, yes, I'll go with you to prom. And forever our destinies were changed. You need to go on missions. <laughs> but, you know, I think about how we played truth or dare. We loved taking risks. And, you know, we were born to be risk takers. We were born to be brave. But something happens. The older we get, the safer we become. And the less we start taking risks. And the, and the less we start being brave. And, and we start trying to play it safe. And playing it safe might be more risky than being brave. Because you might miss the plan God has for your life. If you're always trying to stay in your comfort zone. If you're always trying to stay in that convenient place. And, and the thing that I've seen that's, that's so sad is America has tried to uh, uh, make the church a comfortable, convenient, safe, stay inside the walls, only go to church on Sunday type of Christianity. When I look in the Bible, I see a completely different way of following Jesus. When you read through the book of Acts, and I was studying for this series, I saw these disciples, they lived brave. They were always daring each other to do something brave. They were laying hands on sick people, and they were taking a risk, not knowing if, if what the results would be, but they dared to believe that God could move through them in the miraculous. They dared to stand in front of councils of atheists and people who hated Jesus and preach the gospel. They dared to be a light in the darkness. They dared to do good works extraordinarily, even though they were only ordinary guys. None of these guys had really been through cemetery, I mean seminary, and um, no, I, I, I went through that, so I'm not dissing it, but sometimes we think we have to go through something in order to be used by God.
And God says, all I'm looking for is availability. If you'll allow yourself to be brave, I'll empower you to do things you never dreamed you could do. This last week, Ashley and I had a chance to go and be with Pastor Matthew Barnett at the Los Angeles Dream Center. And he was showing us a tour of everything they were doing. And, and it was amazing. I mean, they were impacting, changing an entire city with compassion. And it was like something new was happening every week. They just opened up a new dormitory that's, that's housing um, uh, minors who have... Um, uh, aged out of the foster care system, emancipated minors. And so uh, here they were housing these boys and girls and discipling them and helping them how to get a job, helping them how to have a good marriage, how to, how to be a, a man, how to be a woman. And so they were helping these people. And I was watching these women who were helping teen uh, pregnant girls. And, and these women who were helping them, they said, I used to be them. I used to be a pregnant teen at, at age 16, and now today I'm helping these girls who are pregnant. I'm helping them uh, do the right thing. I'm helping them find Jesus. I'm helping them live the calling God has on their life. And as I'm watching all this, I'm realizing, you know, our church has been strategically placed to make an impact in our city, our state, our nation, and the world. And you were strategically invited and placed in this church for such a time as this to be brave in letting God use you in this hour. Do you believe that? See, the righteous are as bold as a lion. The godly are as bold as a lion. All throughout the Bible, God would dare his followers to do something. See, Jesus was a risk taker. I think if he took a personality test, he would probably score high on adventure because he was walking on water. He was inviting other guys to get out of the boat and walk on water. Jesus was standing in front of a man with a thousand demons inside of him, and he didn't even flinch. He would lay hands on the sick. He would go and, and, and preach in front of people who wanted to kill him, and he took the biggest risk of all by giving his life for you and me, and he invites us to be risk takers. This series is about what is the church called to be? Because being always comes before doing. And if we're being who God's called us to be, we're going to do what God's called us to do. And as I was praying, I said, God, you know, what do you want our church to be? And what do you want Christians to be like? What do you want followers of Jesus to be like? And I just heard God say, brave, brave, brave. Because while the world wants the church to shut up, sit down, and go sit in the corner, it's time right now for Christians to stand up, speak out, and be brave. If there was ever a time to stand and speak the truth of God's word, it's right now. And oftentimes the thing that scares us is feeling like we're going to fail. Feeling like we might be rejected. Feeling like we're going to be embarrassed if we step out, if we start a connect group and nobody shows up. If we sign up to go through victory by virtue or straight talk for men and, and we still don't conquer that addiction. We still don't change. We think, well, I failed. I, I'm too afraid to fail and so I won't try. Too afraid to sign up to go on a mission trip because you think the money won't come in. Might as well not even sign up to go on a mission trip. Maybe too afraid to go on an outreach because you don't know anyone that's going to be at that outreach. And so you think, I'm just going to be lonely. No one's going to talk to me. If I showed up, it's going to be awkward. And maybe too afraid to witness because you're afraid of being rejected. But I want to tell you this story. And we've, we've got these pictures because this woman, um, these last few weeks, had been being invited by some people at this church. They had been passing out cards, going to these apartment complexes. And they were telling this woman, you got to come. The thing about this woman was she was a Muslim woman. And, and she, she didn't really want to come step foot into a Christian church. 
But these in-ministry training uh, leaders that come and intern here at our church, they kept going out. They were passionately pursuing her with the love of Jesus. Not being mean, just being kind. Your kindness is refreshing in, in, in a world, in a culture that's constantly mean. And so their kindness rubbed off on her. And she said, there's something different about y'all. I'm going to come to your church. She came last night, and my mom prayed for her. And that Muslim woman gave her life to Jesus Christ. I don't know. If, there it is right there. You never know what your bravery might do. You could change someone's life if you step out and witness this week in your workplace. You say, but, but Paul, I just, I'm not good at talking. I'm not, I'm not good at, at talking about Jesus. I'm not good at leading people in prayers. All you have to do is be available. Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 10, don't worry about what you're going to say. When you open your mouth, the Holy Spirit's going to speak through you. Maybe you're here today and you say, you know what? I need to be witnessed to. Before I go out and witness, I need my heart to be healed. I need my life to be changed and renewed. And that's the first step in being brave. So I want you to write these down. I'm going to give you four steps on how being brave works in a believer's life. And number one, it's be brave with eyes of faith. See bravely with eyes of faith. See bravely with eyes of faith. How do we do that? Well, we see by the renewing of our mind. The battle for being brave is fought up here. You have to learn to see with eyes of faith. This is, you know, part of the doctrine of victory is that we are a faith church. We believe that, that, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and that we live by faith and not by sight. So bravery comes by renewing your mind. I want to invite my friend, Coach JC. I don't know where he's at. Uh, Coach, come on up here. Give this guy a big hand. Changing people's lives. Coach, you went through a situation in your life where you needed to be transformed in order to walk in that bravery and be who God called you to be. But you needed a changing in your thoughts. And so I want you to share with the church what God did in you. Thank you, Pastor. Well, how many of y'all think it's kind of easy to be brave when everything's going okay? Yeah, but when time, life is life. And when life hits and an obstacle hits and adversity hits, I think that's when we have to step up and be a little brave. So I want to take you back really quick. In 2002, actually 1999, I ended up here to attend Oral Roberts University, Pastor, with big goals and dreams. Oh, okay. With some big goals and dreams to hoop, to play basketball all the way from New Jersey. And in 2002, I made one choice that would change my life forever. Make a long story short, I ended up in a 600-square-foot apartment face down. I ended up divorced at 21 years old with a daughter. I ended up in the fight of my life to be a father at 21 years, of old, years old. I laid there desperate, down and out in a time of need, searching, looking for an answer. Caleb Worley, a great friend of mine, said, you need to get your butt to VBC, VBI at the time. I enrolled in VBC, last thing I wanted to do, because I didn't feel like it. And uh, I sat in a class, Pastor Ron McIntosh, about renewing your mind. And I'll never forget where he started to talk about the power in this thing right here. And I started to take that verse, Romans 12, 2, that you spoke about, that says, do not be conformed to the things of this world, but be transformed by, what? The renewing of your mind. And as bad as I felt at that time, as desperate as my situation was at that time, I decided to say, you know what, I'm not going to focus on the current situation, but I'm going to start to renew my mind. And I stopped focusing on the current situation, but I started focusing on an end result. See, what you desire is what you focus on. What you focus on is what you go and get. So at that time, I started to renew my mind. And then I did something else more powerful, and, I, and you could call it brave thinking, because it had to be brave at that time. And, you know, the second thing I did, Pastor, was I started to understand that I had to be more brave in my speaking. 
I had to step up in my speaking because pastor said earlier, faith comes by what? Hearing. And John 10, 10, we all know the verse. It says that the enemy comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. And I was getting beat up at the time. But when I started to realize a very important thing that that Bible verse does not end there, but the second part says, but I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And I started to realize that, hold on, the enemy's already defeated. So I started to build faith in my life by speaking, winning confessions over and over in a 600 square foot apartment, pasting these Bible verses all over the wall. And I started to say it even when I didn't even say it. Brave speaking, brave words. And the last and final thing I did, Pastor, at that time was took brave action. You know, I remember a Bible verse, and we're all familiar with it. It says, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. It wasn't through JC at the time. I couldn't do anything. I was desperate. I was contemplating. I, here was my prayer at night. Lord, when I go to bed, please don't let me wake up. I contemplated committing suicide many times, but when I started to realize that that word of God didn't say you could do some things, you can do a few things, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I started thinking braver, I started speaking braver, I started acting braver. I stand in front of you today and I say thank you to, to Ron McIntosh and, 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 and VBC and Pastor Billy Joe and these brave guys and Ty Barker at Straight Talk for Men, brave men who at the time took a guy who wasn't real brave and took me up by the arms and said, Coach JC, you're losing, but we're going to help you win. I stand in front of you today as an author with three books in the Victory Bookstore. What? I stand in front of you today. You heard it earlier, Pastor John, talking about a connect group. I stand in front of you today blessed to be able to run a connect group here and help people win in their physical body and win in life. I stand here today with a 13-year-old daughter that lives with me full-time and attends Victory Christian Center. I stand here today with a beautiful wife, my second wife, who said God's not a God of restoration. Oh, come. So I say thank you to Victory. And you know what? Even when you don't feel like it, if you could just take this word and start to act brave, Start to just speak a little braver and start to just think a little braver. I guarantee you, I'm a guy from Jersey, I'm doing it. You will win more as a Christian. You will win more in life. Thank you, Victory. Thank you, Pastor. God. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It starts in the mind. You know, I was talking earlier, Proverbs 28.1 says, The righteous are as bold as a lion. Where does boldness come from? Righteousness. Righteousness connects to boldness. You can't be bold if you don't have righteousness. So you might ask, okay, well, how do I get righteous? What do I do to become righteous? I'm glad you asked. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18 through 21 says, This entire gift from God comes to us by God, through God, from God. This gift of righteousness, verse 21, says that it was Jesus Christ who paid the price for you and I so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Our boldness comes from knowing who we are in Christ, knowing we've been forgiven. You look at Coach JC. He's married today. His daughter's here at VCS. He's been transformed by knowing Jesus paid the price for my past. As long as you're holding on to your past, you'll never step into your future. As long as you're holding on to your track record of all your mistakes and rehearsing them in your mind, you need to know today, I've been forgiven, I've been renewed, I've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm not who I was, I may not be who I want to be, but I am who I am by the grace of God and I'm moving forward. 
And you've got to start moving in that direction and moving with bravery. You know, Ephesians 2.10 says we've been created in, in God to do good works. Good works. We've been created to do good works. We've been created to do extraordinary things. You weren't born to just play it safe. You know, this last week, Ashley and I celebrated a big moment in our family with our little baby boy, Liam. Uh, and we've got a quick video we want to show you. He made his first crawl this last week. He crawled across the floor. There he is right there, crawling his first time. We were so excited. We were cheering him on. You know, next week, we've realized this week, now he's pulling himself up. He's trying to stand. Next thing you know, he'll be trying to walk. And then after walking, he'll start running, then climbing up on top of things. But you know, here's the thing. As babies, we come into the world with a sense of wonder, a sense of adventure, a sense of wanting to take that risk and be brave. And then for some reason, we let the pain and the rejection and the discouragement and the words from others get into our minds. And it holds us back from thinking with eyes of faith. You know, I think about how my dad and mom, they, they trained us at a young age that you have to see it before you can do it. You have to see it in here before you see it out there. You have to see yourself walking before you're walking out there. You have to see yourself getting up on the inside before you get up on the outside. You have to see yourself moving forward in here. And we see it through the blood of Jesus. We see it through knowing we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Proverbs says that though a righteous man may fall seven times, he will rise again. Maybe you're here today and you've fallen seven times. God says you can get back up. Maybe you've failed or maybe you've been rejected or hurt. It's time to renew your mind to start living bravely again. And I think about how victory has been brave for the last 33 years. When they started the church, the same year they started the school. And then they started the Bible college. And then next thing you knew, they were going on mission trips. Going to Russia when no one was going to Russia. Doing crusades in other nations around the world. Opening a, 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 a Bible college in different nations. Now there's over a thousand Bible colleges that have been planted by this church. We are brave. Say it with me. We are brave. And my prayer is that God help us never stop being brave as a church. Help us never stop taking risks. We're not going to go backwards. We're going to move forwards. We're going to reach more people in our city than we've reached in the past. We're going to reach more people with groceries. We're going to adopt more orphans. We're going to take care of more widows. We're going to help in many more nations to come. We're going to start more churches. We're going to open new campuses. We're going to do greater things. We're going to get more buses so we can reach more teenagers and go into the apartment complexes and minister with God's love because we are brave. Turn to someone next and say, you are brave. After we start seeing with eyes of faith, we have to start speaking bravely, speaking bravely. I challenge you to change your words. The Bible says that the, that the power of life and death is in the tongue. That you can speak life over your life or you can speak death over your life. You heard Coach JC. He started putting scriptures across his room, reminding him what he needs to say over himself. Maybe you've been listening to words that have been discouraging or harmful or, or, or accusing and condemning, you need to start renewing your mind by reading scriptures and speaking them over your life. That greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Maybe you go to bed at night with nightmares. Maybe you wake up in the morning with worry and fear and anxiety. You need to start saying, I've not been given a spirit of fear, a spirit of intimidation. I've been given power, love, and a sound mind.
In fact, right now, here's what we're going to do. To start speaking bravely, I'm going to give you some tools on how to speak bravely. And it starts with putting on the armor of God. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Because we know that the battle is not out here. The battle is in the spiritual realm. Ephesians 6, 12 says, we don't struggle with flesh and blood. We don't struggle with mother-in-laws and father-in-laws. We don't struggle with sons and daughters. We struggle with spirits in this dark world that are trying to stir up strife in your house, that are trying to stir up fear. We don't struggle with bosses. We don't struggle with supervisors, teachers, other students. No, no, no. It's a spiritual battle that's trying to stir up strife, fear, anger, all those things. And so we have to deal with it from a spiritual aspect. Verse 13 says, therefore, put on every piece. How, how many pieces? Every piece. So we're going to get fully dressed this morning. Maybe you came and you got clothes on. We're going to put some extra armor on you this morning. Put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to re resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will, be, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth. All right, this morning, let's go ahead and put on the belt of truth. Just act like you're putting on your belt right now. Everybody say, I put on the belt of truth. I'm going to trust in God's word and lean not to my own understanding. I'm going to believe his word. It is the truth of God that sets me free. All right, so you got your belt on. Got your belt on. All right, the next piece of armor is this. We're going to put on the breastplate of righteousness. Go ahead and just gird yourself with the breastplate of righteousness. And Mark, come on up as I get ready to close. Say, I put on the breastplate of righteousness. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm a new creation. Old things have passed away. God has made me new. I am forgiven. I am redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. See, the devil wants to come at you this week and remind you of all your past. He wants to condemn you and accuse you. But you know that you have that breastplate of righteousness. It frees you from having to rehearse all the past mistakes. And it, and it reminds you who you really are. It reminds you that you belong to Jesus. The next piece of armor is this. It says, we put on the shoes of peace. Go ahead and just tie your shoes before you leave today. Put on the shoes of peace. Just touch your feet down there. Say, I put on peace today. I'm a peacemaker. I have peace that passes all understanding. You know, oftentimes, Christians can underrate the peace of God. The peace of God is so amazing. When you have peace, it doesn't matter what you're going through. You're not shaken. You're not caught by surprise. Because you have peace that passes all understanding. The doctor comes and give you, gives you a diagnosis. But you got peace that passes all understanding. You're not deterred by what they say. You speak a different word. I know what the doctor said, but I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I've got peace that passes all understanding. I'm not afraid. I'm not worried. I'm going to walk in peace. Strife is going on at your workplace this week. I've got the peace of God. I'm going to speak bravely because i got peace inside me. I'm not afraid of what people think. I have peace. Next piece of armor is this. We put on 
We, we, we lift up the shield of faith to stop every fiery area, uh, arrow from the enemy. Go ahead and lift up your shield this morning. This shield of faith, say it with me, blocks every dart of the enemy. I live by faith and not by sight. Come on, Jesus. This week, I challenge you, when the devil comes to try and shoot arrows of fear at you, lift up your shield of faith. I'm going to believe in God. I'm going to trust in God. No matter what's being said on the news, no matter what uh, uh, doctors are saying about my family member, no matter what the psychiatrist says about your child, no matter what the teachers might say about your children, you're saying, no, 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 I'm lifting up the shield of faith. My children are taught of the Lord, and great is their peace, and they're coming back to church, and they're getting right with God. I lift up the shield of faith. Things are turning around at my workplace. Things are turning around in my health. Things are turning around in my finances. I have the shield of of faith. And next we put on the helmet of salvation. Go ahead and put on that helmet. Say, I put on the helmet of salvation. I have the mind of Christ. I take captive every wicked thought of the enemy and I cast it out of my thoughts. I think praiseworthy thoughts. I think thoughts that bring glory to God. See, what we're doing right now is we're speaking God's word over our body. We're speaking God's word over our situations. I challenge you this week to put on the armor every day. And don't just think about putting on the armor. Speak the armor of God over your life. Act it out. And the last piece is this. I lift up the sword of the spirit. Come on. Lift up your sword this morning. I lift up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. My offensive weapon against the devil I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord my hope is in God's word my life is in God's word come on just shout to the Lord for a moment and the third point is listen bravely listen bravely listen bravely we need to have filters on our ears this week when bad words come across in one ear, let them go out the other ear. When discouraging words, condemning words, words from the enemy try to stir up, listen to the voice of God. And when you're listening bravely, you're going to hear God's voice and you're going to respond like Mary did. Let it be unto me according to your word. You're going to receive those whispers from God with a receptive heart. Zechariah, he questioned God. He wasn't listening bravely. He was listening fearfully. Mary, she listened with a brave heart. When God told her, Mary, you're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and you're going to bring my son into the world, she said, let it be unto me according to your word. This week, when God says, go witness, say, okay, God, I'm listening bravely. I'm going to follow your word. When, when God says, talk to your coworker about church. When God says, hey, join a connect group. Quit complaining about being lonely. Start being friendly. Start jump, joining a connect group. Maybe you were in one. You got rejected. It's time to try again. Maybe you started a connect group. Nobody showed up. It's time to try again. Don't give up. Listen bravely. And when God speaks, answer with obedience. This is the fourth point. Move bravely. Move bravely. JC talked about it acting bravely. See, faith is good. Faith comes by hearing. But if faith doesn't have actions, it's dead. So I challenge you this week to let your faith be alive by acting with obedience to what God is telling you to do. If not you, then who will do it? God says, if you don't do it, I'll find somebody else. 
Mordecai told Esther, who's to know that you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this to be brave? And if you perish, you perish. But if you don't do this, God will find somebody else to deliver his people. See, one of my favorite heroes is Oral Roberts. And he wrote in his autobiography, he said, I wasn't God's first choice. I was just the first person to say yes. He said, God had told many other men to build a Christian university, but they were too afraid of the task. They didn't know how much it was going to cost. They didn't know how they were going to get the money. They didn't know how they were going to do it. He said, I was just the first guy that said yes. You know, when Oral said yes, he was in his late 40s. This wasn't like, you know, the first thing he did in his 20s or in his 30s. He had already been doing other stuff. But God said, you got to do this. And when Oral said yes, God used him to do something brave. This week, before this year is out, I challenge you to think about what might be that thing that would be brave to do. Maybe it's through the local church. Maybe it's signing up to go on a mission trip this next year. Maybe it's joining a mobile kids truck for an outreach during the week at Victory. You can do any of these things. Come on a team night. Our next team night, which is for all volunteers or anybody who wants to be a volunteer and get plugged into the church, is October 2nd. Maybe it's becoming a tither. That was a big amen on that one. <laughs> you know, I challenge you to be like Dina. Take a risk. Maybe you've never given to God. Maybe you gave at one point, but you just got frustrated because you didn't see the results. I challenge you to try again, to start giving. God dares us to give. And Malachi 3 says, I dare you to bring the tithes and offerings and watch what I'll do. You can't get frustrated with, with the timing. God operates on a different timetable than you, but he's faithful. And I'll end with this story, this moment. Over 25 years ago, this, this year, it's been, it's been at least 25 years, in China, in Beijing, in Tiananmen Square, one man took a stand. He stood in front of these tanks that were rolling across that town square, that city right there in Tiananmen Square. It was an oppressive government, and they were oppressing the people of China, but one man chose to stand. He walked right in front of those tanks. We got that picture with his shopping bag. He was known as Tank Man. How many of you guys remember the articles written about this man, Tank Man? Nobody ever really knew what happened to him. I was looking up to find, you know, what happened to this guy? Most reports say he was killed by the Chinese government. Some say they could never really confirm what happened to him. But when most people fled, when most people saw opposition, he saw an opportunity. And this is what it comes down to in being brave. Because the devil wants you to shut up, sit down, and go in a corner and hide. But it's time for the church to stand up against the tyrannical enemy that's trying to come against this nation, that's trying to shut up the church, that's trying to tell you, this is Brave Sunday, Brave Pulpit Sunday. It's time to speak the truth of God's word. Where you live, where you work, where you go to school, where your kids go to school, it's time to stop living in intimidation and fear about what everyone else is gonna say, what they're gonna do. It's time to be brave. I want you to stand up on your feet. This man took a stand. And when he stood up, other people's spines stiffened. Because anytime someone decides to be brave, it affects everyone else around them. You never know whose destiny might be affected if you just step out with bravery.